All right, brother. December 4th, 2018, it's a lot for Pedro's show.
Rochelle. Hey, brother, man, how yeah, are you? Good, Happy good. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, we're back at the love. Back in thing. Now, brother, Matt, you were in the desert. Yeah, yeah. 
talk yeah. about enlighten us just, just wanted to get some heat this winter stuff here it's it's not that bad here but still i want it a little bit warmer so okay so i did a little flip-flop with some timeshare thing i've been cashing cashing the trade out and what about nighttime on. nighttime's chilly yeah, yeah um. that's what I figured. I remember the Cal Jam. Oh, that was man. like in April. Huh. They told me it gets 100 degrees at night. <laughs> I almost died. All those motherfuckers wouldn't have conked on me. <laughs> I saw the bread man out there. You saw bread yeah, man. Yeah. All right, yeah. right. I think he knows Georgie better than he knows us. Because uh, he was a Dana guy, and we were Dotson. Uh, you say he used to see you at uh, Probably the Probably saw you at High. Ghetto Vons. Ghetto Vons used to see you all the time. I, I don't like that name. <laughs> we're going to use that name. We're going to use it for 25th Street and Western. Yeah, that's the 25th Street. The, the, the Gaffy Vons is way cooler. Okay, okay. Yeah, I want a bit. Uh, yeah. Something slap people who say that shit. <laughs> hey, brother, man, we're not alone. We got a brother from San Diego via Skype, those incredible engineers in Estonia. Leighton Kozumi, how how you doing? Are the Marlocks. Welcome aboard. Welcome. Thanks a lot, brother. How's it going with you guys? Uh, well, we're we're dying to hear the story of the, of your your journey through music and the Marlocks. I mean, it starts back in the eighties, but it it goes before that. Can you tell me your earliest musical memory? Uh, I was probably just uh, starting with a bunch of uh, nerd guys like me when we were about fifteen years old, just playing in a garage, you All know, right. in uh, in San Diego. What about growing up uh, in the house? Was there music, records? Yeah, you know what? My mom's, um, the, my mom's side of the family, they're from like up in uh, Washington. And uh, she, uh, both her parents are music teachers. And then my dad was born in the Bronx in the 40s. So uh, his, his side of the family are all like artists. So for what it's worth, eh? <laughs> Did you, there, was there instruments laying around the house? Actually, you know what? Actually, I was trained on a violin. Whoa. Like from, I played it for 13 years, so uh, that was a good basis. Uh, at, at least it taught me how to read music. What, more or less. About how old did you start on the violin, Leighton? Oh, man, let me see. I started when I was in probably around 10, 11 years old. Okay, did you have a teacher or did you do it in school? Did it in school, and then I also had a private teacher. Then I... Uh, when I was in about, you know, uh, junior high age, yeah, uh, I was in a, like a symphony actually. Wow. Did you? Yeah. Can you, can you remember the first record you bought for yourself? For myself, uh, was, uh, Chuck Berry, my dingling seven inch. <laughs> you know, people don't know that that's Chuck Berry's biggest hit. All those songs. It. It was, you know, if you were. I was at that age, but on the set in the seventies, that thing was when it came out. It was on the radio all the time, man. Absolutely, I was all born in nine. I'm born in nineteen fifty seven, so I think I'm close to you. Yeah, that's a good one, though. Okay, <laughs> but my dingling was huge. It's bigger than Roll Over Beethoven, Johnny Be Good. <laughs> yeah, he sold buttloads. Crazy. Uh, uh, oh, you know when we know that's it's that's a lot of continuity with his kind of life story. Oh yeah, absolute. And then and then, what was the first gig that you went and saw? Who did you first see play live, Leighton? Let me think. Who did I first see play live? Would be hmm. It was actually like a punk rock uh, concert. They used to have back in the day, probably about seventy nine in San Diego at an old Legion Hall. 
And it okay. was for three bucks. Uh, a band called Channel Three. Oh yeah, Orange County. Yeah, Channel Three, DOA, Canada. Uh, not the can, not the Canadian ones, but the California uh, DOA, and then uh, the Cramps. And the Cramps. Wow. You mean Joy Shithead wasn't the singer? Whoa, there's a big pause. <laughs> Uh, that's a big one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Joey Head the, uh, a shithead, the singer for DOA? Yeah, yeah, I know I then, know who Joey is. Yeah. Well, then that's the Canadian ones. Uh, I think he's got another version of them go, going around. You know what? I forgot to say what we started off the show with. There's John Coltrane doing Song of the Underground Railroad. And then we had the Morlocks doing Down Underground. Uh, okay, so was it was it the Lions Hall? Because I remember playing there with Black Flag. Oh, that's right. You know that place, huh? Yeah. And then there was, and then just down the street was Fairmont Hall. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, the first club you could play down there was called The Spirit. I think it's called Brick by Brick now. The Spirit Club, yeah. It was kind of, The Spirit was there, and then about, you know, Al Oops. came after The Spirit, which was the Casbah. You're talking about Tim Mays. There was a dropout there. Yeah. And made Casbah exactly. Right, exactly. right. And in fact, there was two Casbahs. Yeah, but back in the day, there was this, you know, it was kind of a do-it-yourself thing. And just in Absolutely. Halls, and it was the Spirit Club, but, you know, there was the International Blend and the, like you said, Lions Club yeah. and the, you know, the YMCA. And, Actually, yeah. I think uh, Mark Rude put that gig on. Mark, Mark Rude. Rude. He yeah, ended Mark up moving Rude. up to uh, SoCal. Exactly. Great cat. I really liked him. He's uh, dearly missed. Dearly a little missed. bit older than me. We were always kind of afraid of Mark Root. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was my age. <laughs> yeah, he was a big dude to us. Yeah. No, he was. But he's a sweetheart. He yeah. ended up in Hollywood. Uh, he's yeah, just... he's a uh, really good artist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I want to... Pl- uh, you said in 15 years old, you got memories of playing with cats after school. Is that when you put down the violin and... Wanted to sing for a band? Yeah, uh, yeah, by that time, it was, yeah, I put down the violin, and as we actually started the, my first band, which later on, we, uh, Greg Shaw saw us. And, uh, sure, so Greg Shaw, were, Bomp Records, people. He put out all those pebbles. Yeah, like, after that. What, 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 ahead, what attracted you to the garage kind of sound? You know, I kind of got... I first kind of got into it just because of the age of the, you know, the early Southern California punk scene and all my friends were in it. And it was just like, after a while, I got so unindated that basically everything started kind of sounding the same. Exactly. Exactly. So we kind of were like, me and a couple of friends and I don't, you know, Mike Stacks, he writes for Ugly Things magazine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of turned us on to this, you know, because I was totally, I hated, and I, I still do, I'm just not into hippie stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, so we were looking for something maybe a little more stylistic, you know what I mean? Sure. More stylish, but still punk, and uh, he kind of turned us on to, like, uh, you know, stuff that didn't sound like the monkeys or uh, stuff that sounded <laughs> punk, you know, yeah. but in like or in a different way to compared to what was going on in Southern California at that time, you know. Did you see a San Diego band back in those days called the Penet- Pen- Penetrate? Of course. Okay. 
Because they had kind of a 60 uh, garage a little bit. East County, San Diego. Yeah. The Penetrate, Nervous Fingers and all that. That's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, look, I want to play a song here uh, from, from Morlocks because you got a new uh, record, right? And it's called Bothering Me. What's that about? Oh, the first, uh, that's just about everybody uh, trying to tell you what to do. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Good humor 
Nobody talk peace like Uncle Sam do. Nobody talk peace like Uncle Sam do. Yeah, he do. Uncle Sam do. He do. Uncle Sam do talk peace. Then he sends that drone after you.
fire under the Sam's feet. Set a fire under Uncle Sam's feet. What you gotta do That's what Uncle Sam do Burn Uncle Sam and we're through That's what Uncle Sam do Let's do Uncle Sam too. Nobody gives you the screw Like Uncle Sam His drone got you in view That's what Uncle Sam
show we heard bothering me from morlocks and that's to all you people bothering Leighton and myself brother matt <laughs> fuck you okay. after that we had kind of high voices with donut for a snowman i thought that was kind of wintery for people <laughs> billions of comrades brand new say la vie out of belgium the blanks out of arizona with getting over you the father figures out of arizona brand new with rigged that's got mike uh, from JFA on base. They're going to play my 61st birthday. Oh. What's How many days now? 16 days, brother man. Countdown. 6 1. <laughs> Sagittarius. Yeah, I'm the last day. I'm the last day. Yeah. It's, it's that trippy. Uh, well, I know this. What's the one after that? Uh, the, it's got a fish tail and the goat horns. Cap, 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 Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Telomere Repair. I just found this one. Alpha. Uh, Sun Watches, brand new. Eugene Chambord, Sun Watches with Uncle Sam. Do he's coming to do some so, uh, SoCal gigs? But it's when I'm in Denver. Oh. I want to play with him in Pedro here because he does a bunch of Minuteman songs on his new album. Oh, bitchin'. But love you, uh, Doctor Eugene Chambord. 
he was in a band called Psychabilly, and he used to wear oh, uh, okay. play the electric rake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, then we had a Cat Gun Coup with Ballad of Yawn and Joko, a uh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. That's how you pronounce it. The Aaliyah with phone call, and then finally one foot in the grave from the Morlocks. What, what were you thinking there, Layton? What were you thinking with one foot in the grave, Layton? What were you trying to tell people? Oh, I don't. Well, I don't know what I'm exactly trying. I'm not, I'm not really trying to preach to the people or anything. Right. And uh, it's just kind of uh, my uh, how should I say it? My colorful life. Uh, basically, I never thought I'd make it to this day, so it's all frosting. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way too. <laughs> but but what, you have some intense, uh, 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 interesting places you've stayed during your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the way from when I was a child, just because my my dad was in the navy, so I've lived. I've been real enamored with music, of course. It's, that's the perk, the biggest perk. Yep. Get traveling around the world and stuff. You yep. know, So. Yeah, I'm currently, actually, I'm not even in San Diego at the moment. I'm in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. You. Wow, you're near uh, where the blanks and the father figures are. Yeah, I, I noticed that you just said that. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm also living, like, uh, in Germany. I've been uh, actually living in Europe for the past 10 years, so, it, between it, Spain and Germany. Yeah, well, well, you should tell people about Germany, I know uh, a little bit of garage, but Spain garage is still really huge. It is really huge. Uh, a lot of weird stuff over there, and like surf music too. Right, is a uh, super big over there. It's generally kind of bigger in Europe, like, but it's really weird. Like, uh, like surf and garage super huge in Spain and Italy. You know, and the and the people really freak out on it. Yeah, yeah. Know? Okay, so. Tell me how you got the Morlocks together. Well, um, actually, it was uh, my previous band, the Grave Digger Five, was breaking up, and uh, so Great Digger, uh, Great Digger Five, that was your first band. That was the first band on Bomb. Um, okay, that's the one Greg Shaw heard. Okay, right, right, and then uh, there were some other cats in San Diego that had been in bands that were. Uh, we kind of looked up to, you know, because we were like 16 years old when we made that record for Bomb. Wow. That album, the first album. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we kind of looked up to this guy. and, and then, Whoops, you had a dropout. I mean, I was more than happy to do that. You had a dropout uh, there and couldn't hear you, Leighton. Uh, I just said I, I was at, they, there were some older guys I looked up to and the Grave Digger Five were breaking up. So, uh, yeah, I just jumped in. Okay, because the Zeros, they're way before, because those guys were teenagers, but it was still the 70s. Did you know them cats, the Zeros? The Zeros, their families, their mom and dad, their cousins, Javi, the Escovito, yeah, the guys, even the dragons. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. By the way, we lost Tony, you know, from the Dills. That was very sad. Yeah, I know. That so, really so sad. you're saying that the Morlocks were already going, and then they brought you from the Grave Digger 5? You dropped it. You dropped okay. it out. You're what what, what out. happened was, uh, they uh, Morlocks already was a band, and then they got you from the Grave Digger Five. 
Well, you know what? They were just forming. They, so I'm actually one of the original, uh, you know, guys in the band. Okay. Uh, they were just looking for musicians, I guess. Sure. Or people that kind of were on the same page as far as musically what they wanted to do, I guess. And, and how many gigs did you guys do before you did that uh, album for Greg Shaw? How many gigs other than my first band? Oh, man, we just played... All the time. You know, we, yeah. Okay. Not, yeah, anywhere we could play. And in fact, there was a couple places I remember. We were so young. We were all like you know, like in the middle of high school. So there were a couple of venues, like the Spirit, for example. Yeah. We had to wait outside. And you could only be on the stage. Yeah, there's a law yeah. where underage could be on stage. but they, Exactly. Yeah. Back then, before all that, we had to stand outside and then go in there and play and then out. Yeah. That's uh, what, the good old days. Right, it happened to Tom Watson when he, he was in Toxic Shock here at Capone's when they played with the Minutemen. They couldn't be in the club. Same big right. man, too. And, unless they were playing it and on the stage. It could not be in the club, the bar, right? Yeah, it's okay. crazy. When he's... So, so, so t tell me what the first Morlocks gig was like. The first Morlocks gig, let me think of the first Morlocks gig. Uh, it was great. It was, you know what, the, the kind of the difference between us and the Morlocks, I mean, us and the kind of other kind of bands that were doing this, started doing the 60s thing, and then kind of right behind that whole L.A. Paisley underground thing started and everything. Oh, we were always right. had the more, at heart, just more punk rock. Yeah, yeah. You mean, a more punk for lack of a better word. No, I know what you mean, because especially with that Paisley thing, it seems like it was more like yeah, a style. Style. It was a more style thing, exactly. Yeah, it clothes. Was more of a style thing, and so we could, basically, you know, we've, we've played everywhere. We've played with, you know, and that's really my musical roots, is this punk rock. Right, right. Punk rock. Did you come up here and yeah. play with people like Rain Parade or Three O'Clock? And all those guys, you know, Ray, Rain Parade before the... The Robeck Brothers, I think they got real successful in Mazzy Star. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, later on, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but there was okay. stuff like the Long Riders. Long Riders, all the, yeah, exactly. Green on Red. Green on Red. Um, I think they were from Arizona. And I, yeah. I think uh, the Sid from the Long Riders lives in London now. Yeah, yeah I think they, um, but it's, you know, every once in a while they all get together, back together and do these reunion things. and Yeah, so, right. I think they, uh, what are they called, uh, Steve Wynn, uh, what's Steve Wynn's band called, uh, oh. Steve, uh, from Black Flag? No, no, it's Steve Wynn, uh, and not oh. the gambling guy. <laughs> no, there's, uh, <laughs> the, the days, they had an album named after that movie, uh, Days of Wine and Roses. Oh, uh, Twisted Roots, or, uh, let me see, wait. Uh, yeah, we're playing the name game here, people. Uh. Playing the defeat Alzheimer game right now. <laughs> They're called Dream Syndicate, named after uh, oh, William yeah. Burroughs. They got back yeah, together. Yeah. They got back together. Mm. Uh, so, so, so where where did you record this new record? This new record, we kind of did it. You know, it was kind of a because uh, everyone in this band and this lineup's kind of spread out. We had like one guy in Sardinia and then one guy in. <laughs> And then it was a logistic nightmare. So we kind of uh, <laughs> recorded part of it and uh, down in near the, uh, in Bavaria, near the southern port of Germany. And sure. then we recorded some of it in, um, in Dortmund. It was all recorded in Germany, 
more or less. Okay. Throughout a little bit in Berlin. And, and where did yeah. you mix it? Uh, actually, we gave it to Jim Diamond. Oh, yeah. From, you know, Jim sure. Diamond. And uh, he's he lives in France now. So me and Jim mixed it just via the computer, you know? Yeah. Really. And he's over there in France near Montpellier. I think they call yeah. it, yeah, in the south, uh, college town. I, I played there. I think they call that in the box when you just do it on the pewter. <laughs> yeah, we're just doing it in the, you know, he, I just gave it to him. Yeah. And because, you know, it's a little bit different recording with German, with the guy that's, the people that were recording us, the guys, they're German. So, uh, for our sound, you can't have a German fix it. No offense to the 20 people, but we had to get, we needed some Detroit grease on it. You know what I mean? Not some uh, Bavarian mustard. You know, Bavarian mustard, brother Matt. It, they, would, they, have, they, it would have killed it. It would have sounded so sterile. With, like, yeah. our music sounds crappy if it doesn't have mistakes in it. Yeah, know? sure, sure. The, actually, there's a great San Diego band doing garage right now called the Schizophrenics. Right, yeah, they're great. They're actually from Tucson. From That's Arizona. right. Uh, yeah, That's yeah. Right. yeah. Small world, yeah. yeah. They just recorded a, a song for a Christmas record here in Pedro. Peace, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, but Brother Matt, the, the Bavarian kind of mustard, they add honey to it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> it, actually. You like it? All right. <laughs> for me, I like it. I like There's it. worse things they have over there, believe me. The mustard I like is, uh, you say in German, I think, sharp. It's got some spice. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sharp. That means, sharp. Does that, sharp means sharp. Yeah, okay. But a little spicy, a little bite. I don't want the honey. So they're telling you you have sharp wit. Yeah. Wit. They're not talking about, your, you know, your smell. <laughs> I'm talk- the way they sell mustard over there is like in toothpaste tubes. In fact, uh, uh, Leo said... Leo Senf is the number one. They're really proud of it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the Bavarian kind with the honey, it's too much for what? But, you know, that's just what. I think you, you pretty much summed it up pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we reached the end of the first hour, December 4, 2018 edition of the Waffle Pedro Show special guest, Leighton Koizumi, yeah. Morlocks. Hold tight for hour two. December 4, 2018, it's the second hour of the Watford Pedro Show. Let off. 
flesh to preserve thoughts of what mine is left for the children of my creation are so demanding of attention.
show we started off the second hour with uh, we could get together from the Morlocks and then we had Saccharine Trust you know they lost their bass band yeah, Friday yeah, Chris man. Stein Chris yeah Stein. they've been around but yeah. they've had this bass band for the last 20 years Chris Stein 43 years old cancer got him he's a good dude really good dude beautiful guy uh, birth of the ancestors and you know a, a year of fighting that shit really yeah. hard fight really yeah. hard fight yeah. but Cancer's a fucked up thing. I hate it. Yeah, my mom a double. My mom's a double survivor. Oh, respect. My ma uh, bladder two years ago had the, all the tumor cut out of her bladder from that shit. It killed my uh, pop. Killed all my grandparents. It's fucked up shit. That is some crazy shit. You know, I wonder if it's got something to do with the environment. It's got to, you know, because my mom, she never drank, she never yeah. smoked, she never yeah. drugged, she was yeah. like super athlete. Yeah. So, go figure, huh? Yeah. Fuck. I'm so, so anyway, big love to you, Chris. Then we had uh, some stuff from Turkey, Kunyet uh, Shepetschi, with Hap Kodum. Uh, bullets or balloons out of Spokanistan, or what they like to say over there, little town of Methlehem. <laughs> <laughs> with Surf 2. Part three of the deep freeze from the healers. I guess Illinois is in the deep freeze right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the dragon blue with Hika Hita. And finally, no one rides for free from Morlocks. And uh, me and Leighton were talking about this poster Raymond did for the tour. And uh, had some guy, a naked hippie guy hitchhiking. And uh, it said, gas, ass, <laughs> or grass. <laughs> No one rides for free. <laughs> now, Raymond didn't write that, but Leighton kind of filled in that blank. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Leighton. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the material for, for the album, was that stuff you guys were doing on, on gigs, or did you write specifically for this album? It's basically stuff I basically uh, was writing. I mean, uh, it came together real fast as a song. I just took, you know, we put it together really fast. It just... So finally getting it recorded and everything is what took long, you know, but we basically really, I, I just wanted to write because of the last album that came out before that we did a, uh, it was all, all cover album, uh, from chess records, actually Marshall chess. Wow. Invited us. Cause normally I would never do something like that. I don't want to make a whole, especially record a record of all other people's songs. Pin ups. You know Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he asked us to do it, and it was really weird because Chess, the label, they sent us a catalog of like 3,000 songs from like Muddy Waters to Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah. And we were 
You were supposed to pick like 15 of them and record them. Of course, they had like some suggestions that they wanted, like the big hits, like uh, Smokestack, like Alan <laughs> Wolf and some stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, but I really wanted to make a record that was basically all uh, original stuff, you know? Sure, sure. So, so basically, sense. that's the reason. I mean, some songs came together, you know, of course, on the road during sound checks when guys are fiddling around and and whatnot. But, I want to uh, dig on that. That sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Brother Matt had a blues show for many years at KXLU, and he, he even got to go to uh, Willie Dixon's pad. Really? Yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't shit you. He said he opened <laughs> up a desk drawer and had hundreds of songs he never recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's. I believe that man. There's so much. It was, it was a pretty crazy thing. But um, we were really kind of honored that they would even ask, ask us to do something like that. And that's basically why we did that. You know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But this time with this record, you want to make your own statement. Yeah, I basically did pretty much everything on this record, man. From the everything this organization thing from the mixing to the artwork uh never was so hands-on on a record before so it's probably why it took so damn long but <laughs> you know but i don't know if you've ever seen the last commercial orson wells ever made well, it wasn't the, the sell no wine before it's <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can apply that uh heavy philosophy here Hey, brother, that works for me. Okay, well, the no wine before it's time. So if it took a little while, Layton, that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. Okay. A little lot, it's been a little while since I last heard the spin cycle, brother, man. Uh-huh, cool. Well, you bring it aboard. Very cool. Here we go.
What made you do what you just did to us with your spin cycling? Well, there were technical challenges which kind of set the pace. <laughs> but, uh, at the end, there had some Jeff Beck and figured Nell's got to go toes with Jeff Beck. Yeah, that's here, right. So. Right. You know, I know the lady was playing bass with him. Tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was here. She's got her own band now. Yeah, she moved. That's on. right. She was on the show. Yeah. Yeah, she was spotted at a Nanum show. Yeah. She was just starting. She was just starting to play at that time. Yeah, because she was guitar. (laughs) Yeah, she had a wild story. Now she's got her own man. After after Jeff Beck, she went and played with Herbie Hancock. (laughs) (laughs) Big respect. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, uh, people, you might have heard some dropouts and glitches. We got to hear at the Love Grotto. We got a little plumbing to do, but it's, you know, it's reality. Flavor. Yeah, it's a flavor. It's a flavor. And back with Leighton here. Um, we're talking about stuff that happens in life, and then people find out about it from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that, Lee? Oh, I think it's uh, you know it's a beautiful thing, stranger than fiction, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, so, 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 what do you think about the, the the hardest lessons you've had to learn in life? The hard, you know, you, oh, man. Uh, you know, I feel like I don't even have kids, and I feel like a dad right now telling you this. But, uh, <laughs> uh, any that I know of, let me put it like that. Yeah. But uh, the hardest lesson, I, I was going to say something like, this is going to hurt me more than you, son. <laughs> but no, that's not the hardest lesson. No. The hardest lesson, probably, let me think, is the ones where you uh, where you don't got to lay in the bed that you make it until way later. Those are hard ones to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what is it called? Uh, we all, right, everybody makes mistakes, but yeah. it's the one you can get away with the mistakes for a while. Those are the hard ones to learn. Because when it comes home to roost? When it comes, exactly, when the roosters come home to roost. But, yeah. so, you know, it's easy if it's immediate, but if it's a if it's an ongoing thing for 20 years, that's a hard lesson. I'll say it's a, the, the lessons that take a long time are the hard ones. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, I, I have the same thing. What 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 about people who say, uh, I, I, I live my life with no regrets? You know what? They're a, they're a bunch of they're a bunch of bullshit. That's exactly you know? my feelings. And this, I'll just put it out there because I call a spade a spade or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Those people yeah. are full of it, man. Right. I mean, really, you're going to tell me there's nothing that you would have done in your past that you wouldn't not do it if you could or done it better or come on man you know there's you a cat a- there's a lyric in a Captain Beefheart song I think it's called Ashtray Heart and he goes cardboard ball sealed in glue <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hey you couldn't put it in layman's term any better <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I hear that man it just sounds like so much windbag and, and, and uh, uh, a puff, puffed up chest and uh, yep. you know Exactly. I guess there's that song that uh, I guess he stole the melody, but uh, Paul Anka, right? My way, and, oh, right? You know, the record shows they took right, the blows. Right. No, the record only shows what you tell people, right? Because they find right. out the record's going to really show up. Yeah. And what's that in the long run? Uh, maybe a Mueller time. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. December 4, 2018, special guest Leighton Koizumi. Hold tight for hour three.
Give a few parts. <laughs> okay, here we go. December 4, 2018. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Standing tall, he was froze. I told you my lows. Resting deep in our throes.
guy was a lilac mole. We met in a silent grove.
this was written in uh, 1968 when many major cities were rioting and uh, we were talking about it at, at dinner so I thought I would go back in time a little bit or a whole lot depending on how old you are in Paris the black and red flags fly from the Sorbonne in Paris workers and students unite and I look for a precedent of world revolution find out communists are bourgeois pigs General de Gaulle tells the people that the shit in the beds would get them. He cut out and left them in a political vacuum until they burned their own cars and cried for a leader. His experience in southern CRS superior to the slingshots of cerebral students. Charges began at 2 a.m. The delicate shops intact. By noon, the stones are in place in the street. The cars hauled off. If you want to miss the revolution, go to bed early and wake up at noon. Gas in the air, the Frenchman has his lunch. Outside the coupole, the sweet bums are kissing a la Jeunet. The active ones, anyway not those grown formless, huddled against the wall, skin draped as if pinched from a rotten soft peach. And in the coupole, the very rich and the very young and the very beautiful boys and girls caught slumming all night, talking about how they wrecked their cars and how many speeding tickets they have and properly surrounded by their entourage. They buy the stage and leave. A newspaper reads, Bye Bye Bobby, and all about gun-crazed America. Late that night, the cafe is cleared with police and tear gas outside. Stranded with a journalist, I take a napkin, wrap it around my face, and camp. Can you imagine an American in this situation without a gun? And then one evening before the delicate French moon trailed above the balconies of filigree, dripping pools of silver and sky through the black shadowed trees where Pam walked on bricks of childhood streets, the next day we lit a candle for Kennedy in Notre Dame in front of a statue with a serpent at its feet.
Black for Pedro show. We start off the third hour with Morlocks doing Time to Move. Then still Houseplants with Long Pass. King Champion Sounds. The Word's a Word. Maya and the Revolutionary Hell Yeah with Golden Hour. Drunk Mums with Stinny. Yeah, Mums because they're from Australia. Stinny's Brain. Uh, Charlie Plymel with Paris, a poem he read, 2008. And finally, the Morlocks with You Don't Know. Uh, when you, when you uh, went from violin to being a singer, did you uh, look to any other singers for inspiration? Well, you know what? I'll tell you, this, I'll tell you a story, Matt, really quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, before, there was, before there was MTV and stuff, I was you know growing up in El Cajon, which is basically like a cowboy thing. There used to be a video uh, access channel on a, a just a you know, a cable access show that came yeah. out for a half hour in the, like, around 1976 called Video Concert Hall. Okay. I used to run up from school to watch it because it had weird, really weird uh, different videos. It would have, like, The Who doing Baba O'Reilly, then, like, Tim Curry, and then maybe a uh, super, then a uh, Lang Lovick. Uh, uh, Lang no, Lovitch, I remember her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really weird combination of stuff, and then, you know, <laughs> Like uh, Red Right, like Big Will and the Skill Sky Keep Turning. It's super bizarre show. I think that's but, uh, Journey, right? Home. I think that's Journey, yeah, the Wheel in the Sky Keep. <laughs> yeah, I came home one day and uh, the Iggy Pop video for Five Foot One was oh, on. Oh yeah, there. okay, Soldier. And, I think and, it's that record, Soldier. Yeah, but the video was on the video, with, and I, and you know what? That's when I had my epiphany, man. I never wanted to be like an astronaut or a fighter. I didn't know what I wanted to be. When I saw that video, I was like, I was like, man, I want to do that. Hmm. You know who so told that, you know who told me the same thing, Layton? Alan Vega. Okay. Alan Vega told me he was an artist in New York City, and he saw Stooges at Kansas City, Max's yeah, Kansas back, City, and he said, yeah. I want to be a singer. And then yeah, Ig, I'll tell you something that, yeah. you know, I served 125 months with Stooges. I'll tell you something Ig told me, because Ig actually started out as a drummer. That's right, where, right. That's where his name comes from, the Guanas, right? Okay, he said he saw Velvet Underground, and he saw Lou Reed, and he said, I want to be a singer. So I think it's about this with a lot of things. Now, with bass and me, it was Dee Boone's ma. She says, you're going to play bass. <laughs> right, right. But I am very grateful, but I didn't get to, like, see something on the, um, what was it, theater? What was it called? The the, the video channel yeah. thing? It was called like Video Concert Hall. Yeah. Video like Concert that. Hall, yeah. We didn't have that. So it was his mother yeah. who said, you're going to be the bass player. Because every band has a bass. I said, oh, that's okay. I, yeah. I didn't know what it was, actually. Uh, I got a tune here I want to play of, uh, called Heart of Darkness. Has this got something to do with uh, Joseph Conrad? Absolutely. I mean... It, yeah, look, look at the big brain on Mike. <laughs> but it's also uh, one of the You're first... You're a fucking renaissance man. No <laughs> one told me that. <laughs> you know what, though? It was one of the first Perubu singles, too. Perubu, yeah, right. Yeah. Actually, that's probably one of my favorite books, yeah? Yeah. And then with, and also the screenplay, how they made Apocalypse Now. Out that's of it, right. You know? And in fact, you know, you know uh, the Francis Ford Coppola wife made a movie about making the movie, and they didn't, yeah, actually didn't know how. They didn't know how to end it. 
And then, right. and Marlon Brando right. don't like to memorize his lines, so he just thought of the book. So the horror, right. the horror, yeah. <laughs> give give yeah. me that bowl of water. <laughs> I guess I, I'd rather give, give Marlon Brando the bowl of water than the tub of butter. <laughs> In fact, what was on last week? Uh, Elia Kazan, Bud uh, Schuberg on the waterfront. Oh, I could have been a somebody. Oh, yeah. I could have been a contender. Here's Heart of Darkness, people. <laughs>
Steve McKay, right? Brother Steve McKay. Love him. Brother Steve. It was funny. We were talking. We are going to try to, you know, that's one of my regrets. I never got to do nothing with Steve because we were bouncing that back and forth, maybe trying to collaborate on some stuff. But oh, wow. That unfortunately, the window ran out on that. Yeah. I know. I was just going to head up there to do a second chapter of the Soctite Brides we had. And uh, right. I think it was sepsis or something. His body got poisoned. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah, it was, it was some kind of weird thing like that, like blood poisoning or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, it was. Terrible, terrible. I love that man, and I got to serve a long time with him. I was finally the youngest guy in the band. Okay, the last music for the show. We had a Heart of Darkness from the Morlocks, and it does have something to do with the Conrad story people. And then Ab, Amy Abs with DMB. Remorse Code with Nightmare Minder, Chronic Anxiety, Central HR, and finally, Easy Action, Morlocks. Easy Action, I think, is the second album by Alice Cooper. Yeah. You know about that. It's before the the big hit when Bob Ezrin did it. It's kind of, because the first uh, Alice Cooper I did. Gotta, I, yeah, I got to put the Alice Cooper, the original Alice Cooper band in my top five of, like, you want to talk about a band with two guitars, and drums, and bass, and know how to play together? Yeah. And they're Arizona, too. Yeah, they're originally from Arizona. I mean, I think Alice Cooper is originally from Detroit. No, they went and lived there for a little while. That's where they yeah, kind of stole it. They had asthma with a kid and, and shit like that, you know. Oh, really? Because I know the band yeah. moved there for a couple months because the Stooges had a song called Dog Food. And they're, okay. they, they were, yeah, they were convinced that they that song was stolen and renamed Eighteen. <laughs> well, yeah, I've I've heard that before actually. <laughs> now I'm not saying which stooge it was, but somebody told me that. <laughs> you know, my ears so, were like like elephant size and sponges. You know, when I was around them, guys. I just uh, yeah. I love those guys. But Alice Cooper, very heavy. We we love that album, uh, Killer. Killer. Yeah, it came with Love a calendar, yeah. I remember. It came with a calendar. And yeah, the calendar, right. Right, right. Uh, he ends up firing the whole band, though. They get Bob Ezrin's band, but uh, yeah. interesting about that. Tell me about the uh, tour. Are you going to do a tour for this album? Yeah, we, you know, we, we did one. Uh, Say it again, you dropped out. In, uh, in January. One's coming and in January. January, let me see, we're starting in Berlin yeah. and going to Athens, Greece. Yeah. Then we're going to be doing Italy, we'll come up through uh, Sicily and come up from the south up to the north. Yeah. And then I think we're going from there to, oh, then we're going to Spain. Yeah. And we'll start, we'll do Spain and then we're going to France. And That's I think trippy. And Belgium, the Benelux countries after that. That's trippy because France is in between Italy and Spain. You could hit the... <laughs> yeah, it was just really weird because, you know, going from Athens to Sicily and then... You're going to ride some ferries. Or maybe take... Ferries and all that kind of crap. So right. it was just the place. You ever play Corsica? Corsica? I never played there, but I've been there. I got to play there once with Stooges. It's super small, old island, huh? But it's this weird mix of French and Italian. It's trippy. It is really weird. It's yeah. kind of like you know. You can like actually you can't you can't see the French coast, but you can see Sardinia. Yeah, you can see Sardinia. My uh, the guitar player in the Morlocks is from Sardinia, so ah. yeah, I've been. 
Guitar player Phil Sonia Dodomayanayo's father's from Sardinia. I got to go there for the first time last, uh, about 14 months ago. I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I like. I got to do uh, 11 gigs. I got to do uh, three uh, Sicilian gigs. And my uh, grandpa's people were from Palermo. So that was neat. Look, where can people find you, Leighton, on the internet? They can just find me uh, basically on, like, uh, Facebook, I guess. I mean... Is there a Morlock website? Uh, that's where they can find me, basically, I guess. Uh, Leighton, is there a Morlock website? There, there is a Morlock website, www.morlocks.com. Okay. And also there's a, also a Facebook page and various other media. Now, now there's another media. Morlocks, right? There's the Morlocks and Morlocks. Yeah, like they're like some Swedish, yeah. like, core grind band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I am. Uh, interesting. Yeah, same band, different haircuts. You know. <laughs> it used to happen with, well, I was in this band called Firehose, and there was this Raleigh power, power ballad band called Firehouse. Firehouse. Yeah, we'd yeah. have these gigs where there'd be like 10 guys with big hair standing around together, like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> <laughs> the worst was when the FBI and uh, some uh, Claremont uh, police met me at the gig in Green Door. It's, it's now a parking lot for a mall. But they, they, yeah, they wanted me for bringing uh, some young woman across the state lines. And they showed me the picture, and it was these firehouse guys. I said, well, sorry, officer. <laughs> I don't do that stuff. <laughs> and I told him, same band, different haircuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, business in the front, all rock and roll in the back. That's it. That's Oh, that's the, what's it called? Uh, mullet. Uh, mullet, right, right, right. Party. Yeah. Okay, Leighton, it's been a huge honor to have you aboard. Thank you so much. Yeah, very cool. Hey, well, thanks for having me on there, you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, Brother Matt, always thanks for your central aid in bed. Certainly. It means a lot to me to be on it. And just keep on keeping on, Leighton. What you're doing is a great fucking thing. See you in the happy hunting grounds. (laughs) That's right. People, it's been December 4, 2018 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. Yeah.